As a scientific researcher, what are some of the most common soft skills one needs to learn? The number one soft skill within my list of top five soft skills for success in science has to start with my name is Jack. We talk about the business of science and how this flows over onto all of our work and informs the jobs of the future, irrespective of whether or not you are a working scientist. Today, we're talking about this recurring theme that's coming up again and again, the idea of soft skills. I don't really know what soft skills are technically defined as because I think that has the implication that there are hard, more rigorous skills that you can have in any kind of profession. And these soft skills are these intangible, transferable things that are applicable towards all of these different industries. Before we talk about soft skills, let's acknowledge that hard skills obviously can be hard to attain, yes, but that does not mean they're necessarily more rigorous. They are a professional set of knowledge, professionally developed skills after years of accredited training. These are discipline-based things that normally you learn by obtaining some type of qualification through a big institution like a university or a training provider. And these hard skills are increasingly being devalued by employers because in a competitive hiring landscape, every person who's applied for a job probably meets that requirement of these hard skills. They've got the right degree, or if they've got the right major, they've got the right amount of work experiences, but it's all of these other intangibles, these soft skills, these communication skills, these people skills that we need to foster in a culture that promotes growth and upper mobility rather than just finding these people that are amazing on paper, but in a team environment, they are very difficult to work with. I think this mentality is actually a lot rarer in science than it should be because science is still viewed in many areas as a solo individualistic effort where it's an individual tortured genius working alone to the wee hours of the morning until a eureka moment hits and they make the breakthrough but modern science is by default a lot more team-based a lot more collaborative very rarely is one scientist a master across all of these different domains and you need that really great ability to collaborate to find points of common interest to find leverage to build upon these partnerships it's these soft skills that will elevate all of the science and all of the innovation that takes this work to the next level and indeed people from any kind of field it doesn't have to be scientists would benefit from these soft skills and have already been benefiting from these soft skills i think scientists can take a leaf and take a page out of these other people books and bolster our employability to really improve the softer side of our professional identity. And one of the great places to find this hive of brainstorming is either on Reddit or on Quora. As a scientific researcher, what are some of the most common soft skills one needs to learn? The thread is linked in the show notes below. What I found is most insightful is the broad range of soft skills that these people are identifying, presentation skills, time management, goal setting, report writing, personal impact, personal branding, learning to learn, memory, overcoming procrastination, decision-making, persuasion skills, communication skills, business networking. This is a long list of soft skills. And again, it can be very tempting to think this is all overwhelming. The hard skills are already so hard to learn. I've got to manage all of these soft skills that seem to have very imprecise measurements of how good a communicator you are. It's kind of a little bit difficult to measure. That's why soft skills are not really emphasized. And that's why it is really a skill shortage that we're seeing in this soft skill side of the demand equation. The number one soft skill within my list of top five soft skills for success in science has to start with leadership. This article from Scientific American talks about how to be a great leader in science. First of all, there's many different leadership styles. You could prefer to be a micromanager or you could prefer to give your 
employees or mentees more room to be self-regulated and autonomous in building their confidence. And then when they come to you, it's at these high decision-making touch points that your advice is more of a guidance rather than a strict dogmatic dictatorship kind of setup. This opinion article is interesting in how it portrays the different elements of science leadership, types of tips they give about understanding the constraints of leadership in a very pressurized environment where you're competing for resources, you're competing in terms of time, and it's a race to the finish line for the first group in the world to make this innovative discovery. The leadership strategies have to be a little bit different than some other industries where the pressure and the technical complexity maybe isn't quite so demanding. First part of leadership is know what you value in a work environment because different leaders have different qualities that they want to define in their work environment. Some leaders might want to value trust and openness, whereas other leaders might want to prioritize kind of secrecy and internal competition. I would prefer the former, but your mileage may vary. You might prefer the latter. Be intentional and budget the time, both in terms of the time to do the work, as well as the time to connect with the people within your team, creating space for everyone while cultivating a collaborative spirit and a safe environment. In science, we fail nine out of 10 experiments. So if you're not fostering that environment, it can be very demotivating very quickly. And you might be selecting for individuals that might not be the best individuals to succeed under normal circumstances, but they could just potentially be the most difficult to work with others. So they could kind of push others out and do things their own way, more sociopathic, who knows? So you might be selecting for these traits that in the short term might be very productive, but in the long term won't build a sustainable team culture that is going to be set up to succeed for the long run. Leadership is a little amorphous. One person's version of leadership would very much not work in a different setting. 